Blog Talk Radio.
They can do none of these things. You have to remember, this is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. That key word is the righteous. You have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and Bible precepts, given the knowledge to know that those out there that camouflage their evil or confused teachings, as I mentioned earlier, an overly loud bump the bumps contest for their way of righteous learning. Even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against our steadfast. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and open to you all with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about Yahweh's word, which we've even been questioning about that. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? Well, when you attend this program, you'll find out. It comes from learning how to connect the books, your health, foods that you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and much more. We do all this because you have not. This information that you all came to seek and have to look no further. You've now found that in the voices of the truth lights, tribe of God. And the times we're open unto you for this learning is from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class. The top part of the Sabbath is Friday. Class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. Now we have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., 5 p.m., until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search engine in the tribeyada.com. And after you click on it, once again, look for tribeyada.com. Dash Israelites. Right under the big line, you'll see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. However, on any other device, you may see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells all of us that reads the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, you finish for the people. Give unto the aqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua glory to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves the children of And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures we read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and read once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. Now, this is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh alive. Also for building a school, which I often mention is very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the help foods we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. Also while there, check out our calendar. It's there to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible these days that come to us throughout the year. Now we also have a live program which is available during our live broadcast time. Just enter three words on the search line this time. 
Aqua Radio Live. And after you click on it, look for Voices of the Twizzlites, Tribe of Yadav. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. Well, we even have a few numbers you can call with Yahoo and Martin. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international phone number. This is where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone with six nine counts of Yahweh's ministry. But also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, what you call this number you can also inquire about the 12 programs here the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. But just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the CEO through email, phone, or text, or broadcast. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and see many remotes. And now in addition to that, those Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you'll only hear a discouraging dial tone. And if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, catch the entire show today after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do that, just enter three words, Yahweh Radio Live. And after you click in, look for voices for tools like this type of job. Choose the program that you relate log and enter, or at that point, look down the list and pick any day that you would like to listen. And doing our normal broadcast broadcasts and afterwards, we are simultaneously transmitting our information on Palsall which can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or your computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the PalTalk app. We'll be listed under ethnic group, African-American, virtual voices of the Truslite, drive the job You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. With Yaqua's work, we'll also be working for your Bible education. On my air, to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discussed, will be called the Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, writing that shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments on topic, any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on broad talk. I'll talk to you all. But once again, a continuing reminder that we must give. When we are given scriptures to speak by the Seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh, not that of confusion. So saying that, we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but make those statements that can be backed up 
in the Bible. So at this time, so we can start to do exactly that, what we explained, we'll turn our program back to our seer Israel and say, hallelujah, well. All right, Dale. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Waiting on that uh, that powerful reader, Brother Joe. He come on the network, but right now he was like, uh, and, and um, it's like, uh, and just like uh, Brother just said. He said, once I hear. Uh, once I hear Mr. Kiff, Israel, Steve Reyes, he said, I have received my blessing, so I'm just going to hold on until I hear Hill, Mr. Kiff. Well, that's a great thing. Well, that's a start. Brother G. Edwards, that's a start. So, uh, Hill, we want to kind of throw a few verses on the table until, you know, um, the left side get ready to come in. Calling the microphone, you know, Fox KL being lit. The curtain hell went up, so what we're going to do, we're going to see if we get something going on. So, uh, best way to start on take number 55, their elders, is look right down at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Let's see what we can get going on there, elder. Mr. Kids, come on. Luke chapter 12, verse number 12 says, for the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. That's right. That's right, Dale. And at very same hour, the righteous spirit do the teach. But one thing we must never forget. Let's run to Second Corinthians there, Dale. Turn to Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse five down to verse eight. Let's see, we see what we can get out of it. What can we get out of Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, five down to verse eight? What can we get out of that verse there? Yo, come on. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, reading five to verse number eight. Five says, "Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith." Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Yahweh the Son is in you, except ye be reprobates. Six, but I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Seven, now I pray to Yahweh that we do no evil, not that we should, uh, but we should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. Eight, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Mm-hmm. See, whether we, whether we, um, whoever, who we make, we got to examine ourselves because what was said in Revelation, we're not going to read it, in Revelation 5, verse 1, when he passed that book to his son, his son could not alterate nothing in that book. The way it is, that's just the way it is. So, and once you get a hold to this thing right here, Elder, in the book of Job 34, let's find out 
something that he says in Job 34, verse 21 down to verse 27. Let's see what he says once you get a hold to this thing called the word of Yahweh. Let's see what he got written that we can read. Going to Job chapter 34, verse 21 down to verse 27 there. Elder, Mr. Tears, come on. Okay, I was uh, taking a moment there just to make a notation. In the book of Job, chapter 34, looking at verses 21 to 27. Okay, make sure we're in the right uh, book here. We don't want to be like most we've seen. Verse number 21 says, for his eyes up on the ways of men, and he see of all his goings. 22. There is no darkness nor shadow of doubt where the workers of iniquity, iniquities may hide themselves. 23. For he will not lay upon man more than right, that he should enter into the judgment with Yahweh. 24. He shall break in pieces mighty men without number and set others in their stead. 25. Therefore he knoweth their works, and he overturneth them in the night so that they are destroyed. 26. He striketh them as wicked men in the open sight of others. 27. Because they turned back from him and would not consider any of his ways. Yeah, he said he, he struck down wicked men. And see, the reason why he struck down wicked men, because they turn back. They break away from the covenant, elders. They get hold of a little bit of something, then they'll break away. So he says, um, he says in verse 26, he strikes them as wicked men. Because they turn back. And, and guess what wicked man is he talking about that he, he strikes down first? That would be chapter one there. You know? let's, let, let's take a look at some of these wicked men that he strikes down first. In the book of Maccabees chapter one, verse 11 down to verse 15. Let's find out what wicked men that he started and get rid of the wicked men we're going to find out right now. We're going to the book of, what we said we're going to? Is that First Maccabees? Yeah, First Maccabees chapter 11. Chapter 1, verse 11 through 15. So he strikes down wicked men. But before you, before you uh, get get that, hey, hold on, let me uh, bring mother. Mother E in and and get it going on. We are still waiting on uh, Brother Joe Israel. So, but Mother E, she ready to come on stage and and do up hard, and that's what it's all about. So when you meet the most out of Cam One, Mother E, tribe of Yah God Judah, one of the mothers that lead by example. That's why I beat you that scene right. Yahweh bless you still, Israel. A seed, Lord. Hallelujah, Yahweh. 
Hallelujah. Why that, Moses? Uh, Moses, you find that old book of Adam and Eve, have it sent to the side. Make sure you're patting it down. We're going to take a look at some things in, in the book of Adam and Eve a little bit later in the broadcast. So make sure you kind of uh, have it close by. And we know Moses is going to give a very big commentary. And whatever way, whatever way she best needed, she said, I'm ready to go, no doubt about it. And that's the spirit we're talking about. So now, Elder, what you getting ready to read to Elder? First Maccabees, looking at uh, chapter 1, 11 to 15. 11 says, Thus he did slander him, because he was desirous of his kingdom. Hold on, Elder. Make that First Maccabees chapter 1, verse 11. First Maccabees chapter 1. Uncircumcised and for so 
a righteous covenant and joined themselves to the heathen and were sold to do. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they went out wicked men and they made a covenant with the nations around about them. But, but when you preach up the Bible, Elder, and a hey, mother Eve, have me Jeremiah 31, 31 through 37. Have that waiting on me, Mother Eve. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 37. Have that waiting on me. But when you preach up your Bible, they went out and made a covenant with wicked men. But of course, your 34, verse 10 of Exodus, El, can you help those see out 34, verse 10? What does it say that we can read in 34, verse 10 of Exodus? Exodus 34, verse 10, what does it say? Okay. In the book of uh, Exodus. Exodus Exodus, uh, 34, chapter 34, verse number 10. 10 says, and he says, Behold, I make a covenant before all my thy people. I will do marvels such as I have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Yahweh. For it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. Mm-hmm. So he made a covenant, and get down to verse 27, 28, let's talk more about it. So he said, with thee, he said, I'll make a covenant with thee before all the peoples, and that he have done, he have built with any other nation. So let's find out about what this covenant is that he's making with thee. He ain't got, he can be anybody. So we'll find out verse 27 and 28, but it says verse 27 and 28. Okay, verse number 27. 27 says, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, Write thou these words. For after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. 28. And he was there with the Yahweh 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight. That was twenenty-eight. Okay. What? Read, I can right, read twenty-nine. So, so who was this covenant made to? The children of Israel. So now you want now wicked Israelites jumped into a covenant with the other nation. But that see that would make you wicked when you jump in a covenant with other nations. He gave the covenant to the children of Israel to be on to be on point when the other nations come in. I mean we're coming at what you're doing. I mean, what we doing? We're doing the covenant that we will receive from our mighty one, the covenant. So when wicked Israelites went out and made a covenant with the nation, 
again, uh, I told Mother earlier, you can find that book of Eve. you kind of put it to the side and it closed by because I think I'm going to touch on some things in there. In the book of Adam and Eve, I'm seeking we are um, even greet another mother coming on stage. Uh, Fred, take some notes. And you just going to check and see if that boy's getting stronger and stronger. And sooner or later, she's going to pull a trigger and say, look here, I'm ready, I'm ready to do it again and holler that microphone all the way. It's coming up. Let's see if we meet and greet another mother out of Count One, Mother D. Self Israel C. Roy by saying. Oh, dear of Israel, Yahweh, you see Yahweh, bless you, see Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Revelation chapter 
I tell you, I need a little bit more of that. Go to three and look at two through eleven. Then I'm gonna get with mother. It just listen. Your first love is understand. I don't care how you get. Never forget and put your yapa as an afterburner. So in Revelation chapter two, I mean three. Think of verse two down to verse number eleven. Revelation chapter three, verse two down to verse eleven. Let's see what say that young line. Brother Chaya coming. All right, we're going over there to the book of Revelation, chapter chapter 3, verses 2 down to verse number 11. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 2 reads, Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before Yahweh. Verse 3, Remember therefore how you have received and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If therefore you shall not watch, I will come on you as a thief, and you shall not know what hour I will come upon you. Verse 4. You have a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Verse 5. He that overcometh, the same shall he cloth in white. Remnant. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Verse number six. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto all the congregation of the children of Israel. Verse number seven. And to the angel of all the congregation of the children of Israel in Philadelphia write, These things... With he that is righteous, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. Verse 8. I know your work. Behold, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. For you have a little strength, and have kept my word, and has not denied my name. Verse 9. Behold. I will make them of the synagogues of Satan, which say they are Yadda Judah and are not. But do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Verse 10, because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Behold, that fast which you have that no man take your crown. Mm-hmm. So he said, listen, don't know about take your crown, but he said because of one reason. Because thou have kept the word of my patience. See, you got you to gotta hold on to this. All the way. You can't be like the elder read earlier in Maccabees 111. Wicked Israelites went out and made a covenant. And that's the same thing that the wicked Israelites did when they became um, word more only means a color. Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, they turned the word more into religion. 
and a, and a people, but it's not. It's only black Israelites that have joined in upon the Islam, and from that point, they went to Christianity. So they um, violate the covenant. I don't care. Never back away from the covenant. So mother give me a talk about it right now. So what makes you wicked when you back away from the covenant? Let's see what Jeremiah got written by Mother Eve, 31, 31 through 37. Let's say that, Mother. Come on. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 31 to 37. Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 31. Behold, the day comes, said Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the family of Israel and with the family of Judah. 32. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, the house of bondage, which my co- which my covenant they broke, although I was an husband unto them, said the Yahweh. Thirty-three. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the family of Israel after those days, said Yahweh. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their mind, and will be their Yahweh, and they shall be my people. 34. And they shall teach no more. Every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Yahweh, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, said the Yahweh. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. 35. Thus said the Yahweh, which yield this son for a life by day, and the orders of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divide the sea when the waves there are rose. When the waves there are rose. The Yahweh of hosts is his name. Verse 37. Verse 36. Those orders depart from before me, said the Yahweh. Then the sea of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. 37. Thus said the Yahweh. If heaven and earth can be measured, and the foundation of the earth searches out beneath, I will also cast off all the seeds of Israel for all that they have done, said the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, Yahweh is not, even to this day, has not changed his program. What make you become wicked for you to know is when you back away from Yahweh's covenant, 
said, the only way that I'll allow you to be out of that covenant if heaven and earth can be altered. So if you know heaven and earth cannot be altered, then that means children of Israel have a covenant to keep because they are the front runners of the covenant. Now let's precept that, Mother. We're going to Jeremiah 33 and pick up verse 23 down to verse 26. So the only one for we talk about a covenant is the one he said uh, that if if you can alter heaven, earth, stars, moon, then you boy have your fat mouth running. But if you can't alter anything up in there, the only one for be talking. Not a covenant. It is the children of Israel. Now we don't get a precept on that mother in thirty three, verse twenty three down to verse number twenty six. Let's see what they say from Jeremiah thirty three, verse twenty three down to verse twenty six. You're back on the clock, come on. Jeremiah chapter twenty three, thirty three, verses twenty three to twenty six. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 23. Moreover, the word of the Yahweh came to Jeremiah, saying, Consider thus not what the people have spoken, saying, The two families which the Yahweh has chosen, he has even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before the, before them. Thus said the Yahweh, if my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven and earth, 26, then will I cast away the seed of Jacob, Israel, and David, my servant, so that I will not take any of his seed to be ruler over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel. Well, I will cast their, I will cause their captivity, captivity to return and have mercy on them. Mm-hmm. You cause all that happen, Mother. If one thing happens, we must keep the covenant as is written. Let's see if anything change, Mother. Mother, he, on the right side of the book, we're going to the eight chapters, verse seven down to twelve in Hebrews. See, that's why we we it's no accident we on this broadcast six nights a week. But once we but soon we get it these fixing on the camp first, then what the fixing on the camp understand this thing. The Yahweh made a covenant with you. And he's not gonna break his covenant unless you look up in the airways and you see nothing. Nothing. Sun is out of place, the moon out of place, stars out of place, you know, hell's out of place. Then you can consider covenant is in the hands of somebody else. But wicked Israelites went out and made a covenant with the nation. 
That's why we have to recognize a wicked Israelite. A wicked Israelite can be your your mama, your auntie, your sister. But your job is to show them the word. Once you know that you are a bloodline Israelite, he got a covenant with you, but you got to understand this covenant is not in Islam, Judaism, or Christianity. It's called them religion. Once you understand that and be prepared to teach this, then we own something. Now, we're on the right side of the book. We're going, not on the right side of the book in Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 7 down to verse 12. And we're going to find out some answers. And then we're going to check and see if that um, daughter, daughter of Israel want to hold the microphone or not. We're going to find out. Might be daughter of Israel ready to hold the microphone. We don't know. We're going to find out. After another, take a look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 8, 7, down to verse 12, back on the clock again, mother, come up. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 7 to 12. Verse 7, for if that first covenant had been false, then should no place have been false for the second. Verse 8, for finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the day come, said the Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the family of Israel and with the family of Judah. Verse 9, not according to the covenant that I made with their father in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant. And I regard them not, said the Yahweh. Verse 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the family of Israel. After those days, said Yahweh, I will put my law into their mind and write them in their minds, and I will be to them a Yahweh, and they shall be to me a people. Verse 11. And, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Yahweh, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sin and their iniquity will I remember no more. Verse 12. Okay, I'll try it. Are we first day again, mother? First day again. Verse 8. Yeah, read verse 8 again. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the day comes, said the Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the family of Israel and with the family of Judah. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a new covenant. Day come, but, but wait a minute. 
He said the covenant he already got on the table. They must come back to 31 again. Jeremiah 31. Now, we own something, and I just want to throw some things out there. Read verse 31, 31 again. 31, 31. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. Jeremiah chapter 31, the, um, can I read that again? Behold, the day comes, said the Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the family of Israel, the northern tribe, and with the family of Judah, the southern tribe. Okay, all right, Moses. Okay, that's not real good. Come back over here, the Hebrews again, Moses. And. Yeah, come back to Hebrews again on that mother. And read me 8, verse number 8. And I'm going to ask something. Now, read 8, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. But finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the day comes, said the Yahweh, that I will make a New covenant with the family of Israel, the northern tribe, and with the family of Judah, the southern tribe. Well, this is Paul talking at the Great Big Temple. So, um, what did Paul? What did Paul get this from right here? To spare what he's saying in 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 eight verse seven. What is Paul? Is Paul is is Paul saying anything new? That's what I want to know. I want to know if Paul saying anything new that ain't already been said according to Paul the Great Big Southern Kingdom Temple. And he reminded Southern Kingdom and Northern Kingdom Israel that he's going to make a new covenant with them, even the one to come that's way beyond us. But where did Paul get this from? Eight. Jeremiah. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. So you mean, so mother, if you tell me that Paul, he wasn't bringing nothing new to the table, he was bringing something already been written. Is that what you trying to tell this national or this mother? Well, they got it both in Jeremiah. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. In Hebrews eight. Eight. So. Yeah, I would say yeah. So that's exactly what we saying. He got his verse from thirty-one, thirty-one. To let the children of Israel know, you cannot make no covenant any nation besides the covenant that you have already on the books. <laughs> so when you left your first love. 
which is the covenant of Yahweh's covenant, children of Israel, and you become wicked because you made a covenant with the nation. But you look up in the, in the sky, you still see the sun, the moon, sky, and way past it is heaven. He said all the way at the covenant would change from southern kingdom and northern kingdom, two families, all these elements have to change. If these elements have not changed, that means you see any Israelite that's not upon a this covenant, then right there and there could be your mom. It'd be your auntie. You'd be your father. They are wicked. Because you're wicked if you're not upon a this covenant. The only way you can get out money is covenant. You got to look up there and don't see stars, moon, sky, the heavens. Now you can do all that. And you can go off into Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And that's the same thing that the children of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi did. They got down and went to the northern world and became, got up under Islam. And then the sins of Esau is the one who gave them the name called Moors. And Moors only means black people. That's what this word means, black people. Now they made a, a religion out of it, a nationality out of it, and only these black people that have broke away, especially Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, from the covenant, and now they become wicked. I don't care what it, what they have did. When you break from the covenant of Yahweh, you become wicked. Because the only way you can get out of the covenant, you got to look up in the air and see no sun, moon, God and heaven. That's it. So we have to be in position to show our loved ones, listen, we have been duped. We've been mistalked because we broke the covenant and Yahweh have backed away from us. But until you come back to the covenant of the Bible, and the only way you can get out of this covenant of the Bible, you got to look up there and see the stars, moon, the sky gone. Then you can start thinking about being Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and anything else. Because you um, broke the, the code that you got in the air. But you can't do that. That's why we got to come. That's why there's no action on doing broadcast six nights a week. If any bloodline Israelite is not upon the covenant of Yahweh, you are wicked. That could be your mama, your daddy, your sister, or your brother. Or your children, you wicked. Because all way you get out of this covenant, you got to look up there and don't see nothing up there no more. That's why we got to teach now. We got to teach. And those got here, let them hear. Come back to your first love. But they got to hear the first love. So, um, what are we going to do? We're going to see can we bring in daughter of Israel and and she, if she come to holler that microphone a little bit, let's find out. Daughter of Israel, one of the daughters of Israel, coming out of Camp 1. Y'all probably meet you there, see you Hey, Aqua, bless you. See of Israel, see Royal. Hallelujah, Aqua. Hallelujah, 
I have Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 24. 24. 24. Yes, ma'am. What did I say? 34, 24. Consider thou, not what this people have... Hold on, hold on that dog. Call it out first. Call it out for the national audience can know exactly what you're working with. Call you first to get ready to read out. Come on. Okay, I'm working with Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 24. Considerest thou not what this people have spoken, saying the two families which the which Yahweh has chosen. He hath not even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. Mm-hmm. Verse we'll 25. Take your time, daughter. It, it's all here about 900,000 plus listening to you. Take your time and, and I'll look at that verse real carefully. 33, 24, look at it real carefully and deliver it again. Come on. Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 24. Considerest thou not what this people have spoken, saying the two families which Yahweh hath chosen, he hath even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. You say you the world fan, the world fan that you've been cast off. But we found out in the early part of the lesson, the only way you can be cast off of is no more covenant with you. You look up in the elements, and you don't see no elements up there. Now, if we look up there and see somebody can tamper with the elements up there and up up in the way, then we can consider that. So if any of the two families, that's not a financial covenant. That makes you wicked. Because the elements are still up there. So it might be your wife. It might be your wife and mama. That's why you got to teach now. As long as it's a covenant, and long stars, moon, and sky is up there, you are from this covenant, children of Israel. Once you know that you're not African American, Negro, and color. And always can be broken, and the new and he's gonna make another covenant after that covenant in the wilderness. But we ain't gonna take it at because we're going somewhere else. 
Now, I'm going to preach up that, and I'm going to see who kept this. So, Douglas, you're going to preach up that. Now, you, now, we just read about the two families, which we found out Mother made a plan. Israel is the northern kingdom. Julius is the southern kingdom. That's the two families. So, now when we go to the right side of the book with a precept, I want to know what 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 what's going on with this conversation right here. I'm going to see what will anybody respond to what's going on by going to Luke chapter 15, verse 12 on to verse 20, daughter of Israel. What do we say that we can read in Luke chapter 15? 12 through 20, and, and just get a little more louder in that voice because the national audience said they really want to hear this. Luke 15, 12 down to verse 20, daughter of Israel, you're back on the clock. Come on. Hallelujah. I have Luke chapter 15, verse 12 down to 20. And he said, a certain man had two sons. I'm going to restart that, sir. Luke chapter 15, 12 down to 20. And the younger of them said to his father, Father. Give me a portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them. Hold on, daughter. Listen. Hold on, man. Start all over again. Start all over from the top because I want you to bring this point out. Start back over again at 15, 12. Take your time and just bring it on. Come on. Luke chapter 15, verse 12. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of good that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Verse 13. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, and took his journey into a far country, and there, and there wasted his substance with a righteous mm. living. Mm. Verse fourteen. Right. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Verse 15, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, mm-hmm. and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Mm-hmm. Verse 16, and he would fain have filled his belly with the, with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough 
and despair. And I perish with hunger. Verse 18. And I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Mm -hmm. Verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck. And kissed him. Uh, read verse um, 17 again. Chapter 15, verse 17. And when he came to him himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. Mm-hmm. Verse 11. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a certain man had two sons. <laughs> a certain man had two sons. Uh, 
Yeah, I may be yeah, wrong. I would say it's out loud. Well, you got to read something. You got to read about. Remember, we, we, we just got mm-hmm. to uh, read the twice. You already read it twice already. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Read three times. The two songs is. So we got to come back with a verse, mother. So what, okay. what verse is, what were these verses of these two songs? You, you already read it three times. You read Jeremiah. it on the right side, and try it on the left side. Try it on the Jeremiah. left side. Jeremiah. 33. Jeremiah 31. Okay, 30. 37. Uh-huh. And Jeremiah. Uh, Second Ezra, chapter 13, 
reading 40 to 45. 40 says, Those are the ten tribes which were carried away prisoner out of their own land in the time of Osea, the king. And Solomon, the king of Assyria, led away captive, and he carried them over the waters. And so they came unto another land. 41. But they took this counsel among themselves, that they would leave the multitude of the heathen and go into a further country where never mankind dwelt. 42. That they might have might there keep their statutes, which they were never kept in their own land. 13. And they entered into Eripite, by the narrow place of the river. 44. 44. For the Most High showed signs for them and held them still the flood till they were passed over. 45. For though that country there was a great way to go, namely for a year and a half, and the same region is called Azra. Azra, which means America. So, so what we're going to find out here, that ten tribes, those are the ten tribes that left their land say, well, we're going to go to a fatherland and no man drill that, or we can keep our statue. But all he says, those were the ten tribes that did that. So now we got the ten tribes going, and now you ever want to find out the name of these ten tribes that's making this move. And how we find out the name of these ten tribes is making this move by going to number chapter 11. So who is the ten tribes? So we can put in the ten tribes that we can, can have the verse waiting on us about who is these ten tribes that went that went away to a land that never man drilled. Let's see if we can find out who by putting a name on the ten tribes they you know, by going to first Kings chapter eleven. Because we could have up to Andy in verse forty only if we had no problem looking at eleven chapter, verse twenty nine to thirty one. Now if we could if we can put our hands on twenty nine and thirty one, then we could have went straight in second Ezra. And that's why them two cards are so important to have the precept cards there. But these ten tribes, but it, it, ten tribes can be anybody. So we'll but have your cue card with the precepts, they're gonna tell them who the ten card ten tribes is by going the first Kings chapter twenty nine and we'll take it out of verse thirty two, just make it sound good. First Kings chapter eleven, twenty nine, thirty two. Let's let's do a little let's do a little edifying that here will come out. 
Okay, was that the 13th chapter or the 11th chapter? Negative 11 chapters, 29 and 32. Okay, 29 and 32. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's, let's do a little edifying about we could have, in 2nd Ezra 1340, put who these 10 tribes is in there. But we must have the, the precept structure that identify the 10 tribes on the cue card. Because if we put it in there, they're going to jump and say, well, I, I can't read that, what you just said. But then you take them to the 11th chapter, 29, 32, what it say, come on. Numbers chapter 11, reading 39, 29 to 32. 29 says, and Moses said unto him, Invest thou for my sake. Would Yahweh that all the Yahweh? Hold on, y'all. I'm in First Kings chapter eleven, verse twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. First eleven, twenty-nine. Okay, that's the book of Numbers. No, book of First Kings. Kings. Oh, First Kings. Eleven. 29 and 32. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 29 and 32. Okay, we've corrected ourselves. In the book of 1 Kings, chapter 11, reading 29 to 32. 29 says, And it came to pass, at that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, the seer, Arja, the Sodomite, found him in the way. And he had clammed himself with a new garment. And they were two alone in the field. 30. And Arja caught the new garment that was on him and rented it in 12 pieces. 31, and he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus says the Yahweh, and the Yahweh of Israel, Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and I will give ten tribes to thee. 32, but he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake, and one for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. So we find out that in Second Ezra chapter 13, verse 40, those are the ten tribes of, of who? According to that first king, 29, 32, those are the ten tribes of who? One of those in that book called that book called Second Ezra. Now imagine we we sitting around we teaching and we pass the book of Second Ezra thirteen and we look at verse forty and and mm-hmm. tell, and then you read it. Those. Are the ten tribes of who? What we put in 
people are going to tell a story exactly what happened. They're going to tell a story exactly what happened. We're going to make 36, verse number, make it sound good in verse 16, you know. Stick it down to verse 16, down to verse 20. Let's see what it says. Ezekiel 36, 16, down to verse 20. Be back on the clock, come on. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, reading verses 16 to verse number 20. 16 says, Moreover, the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, 17, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own Say what? Say what is that? They defiled. They defiled it by their own way and by their doings. That their way was before me as the uncleanness of a remote woman. Eighteen. Wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherein they had. And I scattered them among the heathen, and they were dispersed through the countries according to their way and according to their doings, I judged them. And when they entered into the heathen, whether they went, they profaned my righteous name when they said to them, These are the people of the Yahqua, and they are going forth out of his land. Uh, so the land belongs to, to Yahqua, the father and son, that was land belong to. But what happened in verse number 17 again now? What happened in verse 17 again? Verse 17 says, Son of man, from the house of Israel dwelt in their own land. They defiled it by their own way and by their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Uh huh. Okay. Now let's um let's let's see let's see who can use Second Ezra thirteen verse forty and look at that verse number seventeen. Where would where would you what is another name for we know the house of the family? So what is another name that I can put right here in thirty six seventeen? What 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 else could I could I say anything else besides what I what I just heard heard read like for example? Uh, seventeen. Son of man. When the family of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and by their joints. Can I put anything else in there according to Second Ezra 13, verse 40? Can I put anything else in there in a bomb? I'm really just making people use their mind if I'm in a Bible study class. I can put something else there according to Second Ezra 13, verse 40. Who won't take a shot at that? What can I put in there besides? family of Israel. 
of Corinth in 13, mm-hmm. verse 4. What can I put in the Bible? Those are the ten tribes which were carried away through out of their own land. Excellent. Excellent. Exactly right. I can, I can just put in 36, saying the son, son of man, when the ten tribes dwell in their own land, they defiled. And I, and I booted them out. See, it's not that the Syrians came, Yahweh. The Syrians is a, a rod of Yahweh's weapons tree. All the nations ain't number a number of rod to whoop you because of what you do. See, you defiled the land. So he raised the Syrians up to come down and get you and sell them to a Jew. The ten tribes. The ten northern tribes. So they came and take you to a serious then you were over there and to Cyrus prophecy and then Cyrus let you go and then you came to Shem's second part of the land. See? The ten tribes. Now, when did, when did Judah and Benjamin and Levi get, get kicked out of their land? Huh? See? The cue card is very important. Now, we're going to find out, Brother Micaiah, when did Judah, Benjamin, and Levi get kicked out of their land? And what did they do? See, remember, they are like, like you always say, how do you get so much out of one book? When you precept the Bible, and study the precept the way he tells you to study it, all this will come to you in that very same hour. Let's go to Second Thessalonians 2, Peter verse 1. You know what I'm going to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. And Paul will do some talking, and let's see what we're going to get out of this. But it's going to be on the same subject. My question was, when, now we clear about when, the ten tribes got booted out their land and where they went. Then in EZRA chapter 1, verse 1, down to verse 7, we know that Cyrus let them go. And then they came in 536 to the second part of Shem land. So we're clear about that. And when they got over here, they done the same thing for a minute and went right back off into paganism like they are today. So that's clear. But now we want to look at the next tribe. So we know that well to the northern kingdom. Ten tribes, not up under, being called Aborigines, indigenous people, and Indians. They call all these names now. Okay, good. So we know what the ten tribes is. Now we the Bible. But now we're going to talk about Judah, Benjamin, Levi. What is the prophecy? Of them making a move. What can we read? Precept. That's how you get understanding. And the cue card is put things on it to enlighten those you're going to teach in the future. Second Thessalonians 2 1. Y'all line, Brother Makai's read with me. Come on. Brother Makai. Yes, sir. 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 Yes
That's real a bit. Pick it up, pick it up, Molly. Pick it up, uh, back and forth on it, two one. Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, and by our gathering together unto him. Verse 2. That you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled. Neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that as that the day of Yahweh the Son is at hand. Verse three. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a Falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. The song. Uh-huh. Reach that verse again, Mother. Reach that verse again. Call it out. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. All right, excellent. Now we already know the Gentiles, they fell away already. So now it got be it got be some far away some more. So now let's precept that. Let's precept that. Hope you write it down there, Mother D up Israel. We already know Mother Z, she write up everything. So I'm telling you something. It's very important to understand something. Yahweh will give you all the increase you need if you play it by his rules. Think like it is. So you got to be a falling away first. Let's run to Young Lion. Are you back yet? Young Lion, Brother Makai. Whenever you get back, Brother Makai, say hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, All right, good. Hallelujah, Now, you got to be a falling away first. You know, Let's see if we find the prophecy of the falling away. And we're going to, he said, got to be a falling away first. Turn to Isaiah chapter 6 there, young lion. We're going to Isaiah chapter 6. And what we want to find out is anything prophesied about this falling away. We're going, he says, it got to be a falling away first. Is there anything we can read in this Bible about the falling away? We're going to Isaiah chapter 6 there, young lion. And we're going to pick it up at verse number, take it out of 5, down to verse 10. This is real carefully. Remember, until it, it, some falling away got to happen. And that and that man of sin got to be revealed. See, you see, that man of sin, you know, it takes me back to a um somebody sent me a message on uh it was kind of a pretty long message on the ass machine, so I pulled it off and sit the side. So 
I'm going to play it a little bit later. But he said, you got the authority away first. Okay, good. And that man of sin must be revealed. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. So we're going to see what Isaiah got to say about that in the sixth chapter. And we'll pick around my verse 5 out of verse 10. This is good from 5 out of verse 10. Come on. The book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 5 down to verse 10. Verse 5, and it reads, Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 5. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Yahweh of hope. (laughs) Then flew one of the seraphims unto me having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongue from off the altar. Verse 7. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched my lips, and your sin is taken away, and your sin purged. Verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Yahweh saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Verse 9. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear you indeed, you indeed, but perceive not. Verse 10. Make the mind of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes. Least they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their mind, and convert and be healed. Yes. So uh, you see, you, you see what um, you see what he says. He says, he says, I will heal them after they, if they convert. That means they repent and come back. He said, I heal them, but I ain't through with that. But see, Isaiah heard all that good talk. Yo, while you big ears and a little mouth. Now Isaiah gonna ask something in eleven out of verse thirteen. So now he says, now. You said send you. Okay, good. Send you. He said, but uh, make their ears heavy and shut their eyes. But if they convert, he said, I'll step in and heal them. What do you mean by convert? What have we been talking about all, all this trait 55 about? You got a covenant with you. You got to come back to this covenant. And if you're not, Israelite, 12 tribes, then you are wicked in the eyes of Yahweh. You got to revert and come back. The only way you can get out of this covenant, you got to look up there and see the stars, moon, and sky no more. Now, if you see that, you can get out of it. You can get out of it again. But now, I want to read a little bit more in 11 out of verse 13. Come on, young line. Give me a little bit more in 11 and 13. Come on. Going back to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 6, verse 11, down to verse number 13. The book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse number 11, it reads, Then said I, Yahweh, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitants, and the families without men, and the land be utterly desolate. Verse 12, And the Yahweh hath removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. Verse 13, but yet in it shall be a tent, and it shall return, 
and shall be eaten as a tail tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves. So the holy seed, the righteous seed, shall be the substance thereof. Now look at that. You hear the man saying? He said he asked the question, how long? He said, could um, the land be wasted and without inhabitants in the, in the, the house, without man, and the land be utterly desolated? He said, that's what ain't going to happen. He said, see, you got to know when to ask good questions. I'll say, ask a good question. When is it going to happen? He, and he told him. Read verse 11 again. <laughs> he told them exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. And that's why when you're in the presence of leadership, you got to be prepared to get him the answer. See? That's where you got to come. You can't be found around with this. You got to be prepared to give them the answer. And you got to recognize leadership. Leadership is only it's the ones up on the covenant. If you're not on the covenant of Yahweh, Covenant means long as the stars, moon, and sky is up there, that covenant is for one people, you. So you must know this to help them. He asked the question. He says, um, he said, go talk to them, Isaiah here. Go talk to them. Make their ears heavy and eyes, get their eyes but and understand what they mind, and if they understand this thing, then he said, what do he say you'll do? He said, then I'll heal. Once you understand this thing, then Yahweh's going to heal you in the mind. See, and they're going to take care of itself. Now, listen to it. After Yahweh told him that, that's when he threw his questions on it. Verse 11, come on. All right. The book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse number 11. Verse 11 reads, Then said I, Yahweh, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitants, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. Verse 12. Verse 12. And then Yahweh have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. Now, what means are you talking about that he have moved far away? What means are you talking about? Um, daughter of Israel, can you give me one verse there? Give me the men that have been moved far away. And young lion have me Luke 21, 29, verse 24. So, daughter of Israel, what men have been moved far away? What is he talking about? Let's see. Let's see when it starts clicking. Go to Jeremiah 33. Daughter of Israel. We're going to Jeremiah 33. And we're going to look at verse number 23 and 24. Let's see. Daughter of Israel. Hallelujah, I'm getting there. 
Keep calling the verse out till you find it. No dead time on that one. Keep calling it out until you find it. Be turning. Be calling the verse you out have, and turn it and Uh huh. I have Jeremiah 33. What verse am I going to? Uh, verse number 24. Make it 23 and 24. 23 and 24. Jeremiah. Chapter 33, verse 23 reads, Moreover, the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah, saying, 24, Considerest thou not what this people have spoken, saying to the two families which Yahweh hath chosen, he hath even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. Mm-hmm. The, the people they talking about is the two families. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we read the two families um, in Luke 15 11, 15 verse 11. He said, the two families, the two families, is uh, 15 verse 11. Luke 15 11. Luke 15 verse 11. Be calling the verse out until you find it. Keep saying Luke 15 11 until you run into the verse. Luke 15 11. 15 11. And you turn the page at the same time. What did it say that dog? Luke 15, 11. Luke 15, verse 11. And it reads, And he said, A certain man had two sons. Mm-hmm. A certain man had two sons. Two sons. Certain man had two sons. Okay. Want me to keep going? No, that's it. That's it. Certain man had two sons. We going to we going and find out um along the way, daughter, before we go back to the young lines. A certain man had two sons. A certain man had two sons. So, that's the verse that I'm looking for. That's the verse I'm looking for. A certain man had two sons. And uh, right now, it will defile me. A certain man had two sons. I want to get that. I want to get, I want to get that. But there, a certain man had two sons in 30, verse number 4, daughter. We're going, a certain man had two, two sons. 30, verse 4, of the book of Jeremiah. What is it? Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Keep repeating until you find it. Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Jeremiah 30, verse 4. I'll keep it Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Keep saying it. 
when you're on airways until you find it. Jeremiah 30, verse Jeremiah 30, verse 4. What is that, dog? Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 4. And these are the words that Yahweh spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. Or the two families or the two sons. Or the two families or the two sons. There's a death. The two families, the two sons is who? Who is concerning? Who is concerning? The two family and the two sons. Yeah. What is, who is concerning according to 30 verse 4? According to Jeremiah 30 verse 4? Israel. Israel. That's who is concerned. Israel and Judah. Israel. So that's two families, two sons with the precepts. That is concerning Israel, Northern Kingdom, Judah, Southern Kingdom. Now, young man, when did the Southern Kingdom get wasted? Let's, let's get a precept first there, young man. Let's go to David talking about it. 137, 1, 2, and 3. That's the key word, wasted. Let's see. 137, 1, 2, 3. Young line, Brother Micaiah, come on. Going to the book of Psalms. We'll pick it up at verse 1, 2, and verse number 3. The book of Psalms, chapter 137, verse 1, 2, and 3, verse 1 reads, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Yadadju. Verse 2. We hanged our hearts upon the willows in the midst thereof. Verse 3. For there they that carried us away captive, required of us a song. And they that wasted us, required of us merit. Sang, sang us one of the songs of Yadah Judah. <laughs> they that wasted us. He said they he said, we're going to be wasted in Isaiah, and that's where Isaiah pulled it, pulled it from. Now, let's get the southern kingdom getting wasted. Now, we're going to Luke. We're going to Luke 21, 20, down to verse 24. Let's see, can we get the southern kingdom that consists of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi? What we also read in 2 Thessalonians, they got to be a falling away first. Falling away for what? Southern kingdom, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi got to be wasted out of the land too. Now, when that happened, we get ready to read it in 70 AD. 70 AD, when that prophecy was fulfilled. Here it is. Let's see. Luke 21, 29, verse 24. Come on. All right, we're going to the book of Luke. Uh-huh. Chapter, 20, chapter 21, verse 20 down to 24. The book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 20. Go there for Go there for and, and Mother Eve, remember I told you he'd be patting that Adam and Eve book for me? <laughs> he'd patting that Adam and Eve book for me in the 26th chapter, verse 7 down to verse 15. Adam and Eve, 26, 
7 to 15. We pad them some verses, but we'll be back with you shortly on Adam and Eve 26, 7 through 15. Come on, y'all line. Yes, All right. We're going to the book of Luke. We're going to the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 20 down to verse 20 read. And when you shall see Yadah Judah come past with army, then know that the desolation thereof is now, is near. Verse 21. Then let them which are in Yadah Judah flee to the mountain, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the country, in the countries, enter there into. Verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 23. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that are stuck in those days. For there should be a great distress in the land, and wrath upon the people. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Yadah Judah shall be trodden down by the Gentiles, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. He said they got to flee. Well, again, uh, what verse is that again? Young line. Work with those here for a minute. What verse? Is, verse twenty-one. Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me uh, put a little, I'll try to put a little dramatics in there, you know, right? Before you jump from there like that. So you see, it will see, the book is, the book is already called. It just, we just going to have to be able to call it. That's all. The book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 21. Verse 21 reads, Then let them which are in Yadah Judah flee to the mountain, in the midst of the of it depart out, and let not them that are in the country enter therein too. Now, what mountain that you want Judah to flee to and 36, verse 8, that young line about Ezekiel. What mountain? Where do you want them to flee to? What mountain that we can read, he wants them to flee to? What mountain? Precept your body. 36, verse 8. Let's talk about it. Come on, Ezekiel. All right. We're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse number 8. Going to the book of Ezekiel. We're going to chapter 36. We're going to pick it up at verse number 8. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. Verse number 8, and it reads, And Baruch, the son of Neriah, did according to all that Jeremiah the seer commanded him, reading in the oh, book the mind. words of oh, Yahweh. Oh, oh, I'm in the wrong spot. 36, 36. Yeah. 36. <laughs> 
The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse number 8. book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 8 reads, But you, O mountain of Israel, you should not shoot forth your breath and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Read again. Take your time, man. Look at, look at what you read. Read chapter. Read again, young man, for the national audience. All right. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse number 8. Verse 8 reads, But you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel. For they mm-hmm. are at you hand to the cup. You put that word not in there so that not mm-hmm. is, you know, no, they're going to shoot it. And we, 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 they trying to get them cocked and loaded now. So they, well, we shoot, we shooting it now. So we going to shoot it. And we shooting it now by coming in broadcast and, mm-hmm. and bring out the dark sand. So Judah business or Levi lost their habitation. Of the southern kingdom in 70 AD. They lost their habitation. That was it. That's the end of Israel. So Israel went to, Judah Benjamin and Levite went to the mountain of Israel. Now, the mountains of Israel located. 34 verse 2 of Deuteronomy. What if the mountains, what if more mountains of Israel that they came to? Now we're going to do the Romans, young lion. We're going to find out some more mountains. How far, how far did they go in the mountain? Did they, did they stop off down the road a little piece? We want to find out something that we can read. We it's all about what we can read. Deuteronomy 34, verse 2. Talk about these mountains that they went to. Where are the mountains at? I mean, Deuteronomy 34, verse 2, come on. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 34, verse number 2, verse 2 reads, And all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Yadah Judah, unto the utmost sea. Ain't that something? All the way across the line all the way over to Utah. Now, you, now you look up Utah, which ain't another word, watered out word for Judah. That's all Utah is, a watered out word for Judah. And that ain't nothing but a mountain range. That's, that's nothing but a big old a mountain range. You pull up Utah, and you'll see the mountain range, mountains everywhere. And every name is over here, is over there in Utah. Because you know why? Judah put it there. And all they done was just kept it there. Judah and Benjamin and Levi, when they fled in 70 AD, they came all the way to Utah. And that's another name for Judah. Utah is Judah, a mountain range. So you go on your uh, computer, put Utah. You found every name that they're talking about right in the 34th chapter and 33rd chapter of Deuteronomy. It's over in Utah. You know why? 
because Judah, Benjamin, and Levi left and went and fled to the mountains of Judah, which they call now Utah. Okay? All of us right here. See, we, we clear about everything. It just more than one voice got to tell it. We're confident through the precepts. So when you look at Utah, they got every name. They got Mount Nebo. You put up, you go in, you go in your computer and say, computer, where's um, Mount Nebo in Utah? At? And they'll show you the high mountain. Everything you see over here, Judah taking it to that land called now America, now called Utah. But really, it was Judah. Every place. That you got that in the Eastern world over in Utah with the same name. But the name really is Judah. All right. That's getting some on the way to show you how sound this Bible is if you can bring it out. And so there will be some that going to bring it out. Plainly. Just by going over the Bible and look. Now, mother. Now, Marie, now we want to go to Albany. Verse 7, down to verse 15. And young lion had me the precept in Albany, chapter 42, 1 through 10. Now, listen to this. Listen to this as we get ready to read. Then we'll see what we do with this. Albany, 26, 7 down to 15. Mother Eve, come on. Book of Adam and Eve, chapter 26. Verse 7 to 14. Verse 7. 15. 15. 15. To 15. Okay. 7 to 15. 7 to 15. Okay. The book of Adam E. Chapter 26. Okay. The second book of Adam and E. Chapter first book, the first book, Adam and Eve, 26. The first book of Adam and Eve, the first book of Adam and Eve, chapter 26, verse 7. Then Yahweh looked upon Adam and Eve, and upon their great father, and upon all they had done with they experienced. Mine. And a and account of all the trouble they were in instead of their former well being and on account of all the mystery that come upon them in a strange land. Verse eight. Therefore Yahweh was not worthy with them, nor imparted and patience, but he was long-suffering and forbearance towards them as towards the children he had created. Verse 9, Then came the word of Yahweh to Adam and said unto him, Adam, as for, as for this thorn, if I were to take it and bring it to thy, Thee, 
days, hours, year, and month would all come to naught. And the covenant I have made with thee would never be fulfilled. Verse 10. But thus should then be turned and left in long left a long fled, and no salvation would be left to be forever. Verse eleven. Yea, brother, they alone and claim thy soul while thou abided night abided night and day unto the fulfillment of the day and the time of my covenant is come. Verse 12. Then shall I come and say thee, O Adam, for I do not wish that thou be afflicted. Verse 13. When I look at all the good things in which thus did live, and why thus cometh out of them, then would I willingly show thee mercy. Verse 14, but I cannot alter the covenant that has gone out of my mouth. Therefore would I have brought thee back into the garden Verse 15, when, when, however, the covenant is fulfilled, then shall I show thee, and thou see mercy, and bring thee into the land of gladness, where there is neither sorrow nor suffering, but abiding joy and gladness, and light and never fail, fall and pray, pray, pray that never cease, and a beautiful garden that shall never pass away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's a lot of good talk there, Mother. Read verse 12 again, Mother. Let's enjoy it. Uh, the book of Adam and Eve, chapter 26, verse 12. Then shall I come and say thee, O Adam, for I do not wish that thou be afflicted. Yeah.
and all that good stuff at, at his garden. And he said, I will come and say, now he said, now young lion, um, get those see out and what you read now, come on. All right, you're going to the book of Adam and Eve, chapter 42, verse 1 down to verse number 10. Book of Adam and Eve, chapter 42, verse 1 down to verse number 10, verse 1 reads, Then came the word of Yahweh to Adam and said unto him, verse 2, O Adam, as to what you say, bring me into a land where there is rest. It is not another land than this, but it is kingdom of heaven where alone there is rest. Verse 3, but you can not make your interest into it at present, but only after your judgment is passed and fulfilled. Verse 4, then will I make you go up into the kingdom of heaven, you and your righteous seed, and I will give you in them the rest you ask for at present. Verse 5. And if you said, give me of the water of life that I may drink and live, it cannot be this day, but on the day that I should descend into hell and break the gates of brass and bruise and pieces the kingdoms of iron. Verse 6. Then will I in mercy save your soul and the souls of the righteous to give them rest in my garden, and that shall be when the end of the world is come. Verse 7. And again, as regards the water of life you seek, it will not be granted you this day, but on the day that I shall shed my blood upon your head in the land of Golgotha. Verse 8. For my blood shall be the water of life unto you. At that time, and not to you alone, but unto all those of your seed who shall believe in me, that it be unto them the rest forever. Verse 9. The wise W.H. Yahweh said again unto Adam, O Adam, when you was in the garden, these trials did not come to you. Verse 10, but since you did transgress my commandment, all these sufferings have come upon you. And, um, in verse 10, um, but since I have transgressed my commandment, all these sufferings have came upon me. So you see, so you're the man's man. We transgress the commandments, statutes, and laws. Don't you know behind that trouble, sickness, and everything else? When you transgress, you see that now. But look what he says in verse 4. I, I want to know who really listened to what he said in verse 4. Read verse 4 again, and y'all lie. The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 42, verse number 4. Verse 4 reads, 
Then where I make you go up into the kingdom of heaven, <laughs> you and your right to see, and I will give you and them the rest you ask for at present. Yeah, yeah. Where, where is that at in verse 6? Where is the kingdom of heaven all this rest at? This is good, Mother Z. This is real good. Where is this kingdom of heaven all this good rest you want at? Verse 6. Adam and Eve, chapter 42, verse 6 reads, Then will I in mercy save your soul and the souls of the righteous to give them rest in my garden. And that will be when the end of the world comes. Hear what the man's saying. Yeah, you hear what the kingdom of the kingdom is at, the kingdom of heaven is at. He hears the man is saying, the man is telling you what, Mr. Mr. Preachy, Christianity, Islam, Jew, they got they got a fan off into Islam if um, you you stop a bomb on you and you do some great killing, you going up in that third heaven up there and you have seventy virgins up there. Now you see that. Now you see people stabbing themselves with bombs, throwing themselves up, and 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 they told that you're going up, up and away, and you have seventy virgins up there. So that's why a lot of young men will commit this. You know, they'll put a bomb on them, stab them with a bomb, and walk into a place and blow it up. But they already know they've been promised to go to up, up and away to heaven in the air and get 70 virgins. See that? So y'all for that, right? Now we do. So where, where is this heaven, this kingdom of heaven at, according to verse 6? Who want to ask the question? Where is it at? In the garden. <laughs> in the garden. You see this? Well, you see, don't you see what we got? We got to step it up. Here's all the kingdom of heaven already is. So when we read um, daughter and get the close statement of daughter of Israel, when we read what Peter asked in one verse six, can you help me out? That daughter of of Israel, give me the closing statement. Look, so when Peter asked this question and Acts one verse six, with what we know now, what's going on, daughter of Israel? And closing statement, come on. Daughter of Israel, be talking one verse six until you find it. Acts one verse six and you turn. Acts one verse six. Acts one Acts verse six. One verse six. Acts mm. one verse six. So I'm getting there. I'm in the book of Acts, chapter one, verse six. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Yahweh. Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of it to Israel? You see that? They, they, they want to know if you're going to restore the kingdom of back to Israel. The kingdom of what? The kingdom of heaven back to Israel. So you see, that means, that means something real good there. Close the statement of But you got to say, come out. What are your close statement here? Come out. Hallelujah, Kwasir. Well, I appreciate the time that you take out of your day to teach the word of Yahweh. 
And so I just pray and I ask Yahweh the Son and Yahweh the Father that he continues to grant me the knowledge and the wisdom to learn his word. In the name of Yahweh the Son and Yahweh the Father, I say hallelujah, 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 Yahweh bless all of us, Yahweh keep us, and Yahweh be with us. Hallelujah.
Thus has no temptation take you but such as is come to man, but Yahweh is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but we but willing with the temp, temptation also make a way to escape that he may be able to bear it. And that's it, but uh, I read a little bit more. Wherefore, many, wherefore, my days, wherefore, my dear, dearly beloved, fear, flee from Allah's Verse 15, I speak as to wise men just yet what what I say. Verse, verse 16, the cup of blessings which we bless, bless it, is it not the Commandments of the blood of Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, that bared with which we broke. You know, be it is not the common bond <laughs> communion of the body of Yahweh the Son. Doesn't seem about that. And I'm going to start right there and say, hallelujah, God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. to uh, come forth with First Peter chapter uh, 5 um, beginning at verse 5 then it reads likewise you young younger submit yourselves unto the elder yet all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with the humility for Yahweh resists the proud and give mercy to the humble. Mm-hmm. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of Yahweh, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, 
because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the covenant, having, I mean, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brother that are in the world. Verse 10. But Yahweh, the Father of all mercy, who called, who has called us unto his eternal greatness by Yahweh, the Son, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, strengthen, and settle you. Hallelujah. Lust of the blood, too much 
wantonness, those that were clean, escape from them who live in error. Mm-hmm. They'll lure you will always got up. They always know the Bible gonna kick your ass out. They'll lure you to get your attention with a jacked up statement of what if. This Bible tells the story. There ain't no what if in this Bible. You preach up your Bible, you got down. They'll give you a jacked up statement to throw you off with the advantage they have by giving you a jacked up statement. It ain't no what if. The man I'm called the way it is, I'm passing out. All we got to do is read his word and believe it and be a doer of it. Molly, what's your closing thing behind that? Just thank and praise right well for the class. Thank and praise right well for the teacher. And thank and praise Yahweh to be in the class.
according to verse 20. Yadda do. You see that? You see that? They ain't going to God right there. That God can go a long way, but there is right there. So when the children of Judah, they got ran out of the garden, the kingdom of heaven. There's a gun. There ain't no up, up, and away nowhere. Oh, well, like I said again, we'll get back on again tomorrow. Now, give me my, give me my last two verses there, and that Deuteronomy 6. So you see that mother of Israel, everything is here. All we got to do is obey and come back to the covenant. Stop. What is it? The story is told. But you got to be up under the covenant of Yahweh to be able to receive it. Now, give me my um, Deuteronomy 2 verses that come on. The verses in Deuteronomy, come on. Go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 12 down to 20. Yeah, come on. Verse 20, read. Then beware, lest you forget the Yahweh which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Verse 13. You should fear the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Serve him and should swear by his name. Verse 14. You should not go after false Yahweh. Of the Yahweh's of the people which are round about you. Verse 15. For the wise deviates, your Yahweh is a jealous Yahweh among you. Least the anger of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, be kindled against you and destroy you from the from off the face of the earth. Verse 16. You should not tempt the Yahweh, your Yahweh, as you tempted him in Massa. Verse 17. You should diligently keep the commandments of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, in his covenant, in his statute, which he has commanded you. Verse 18. And you should do that which is right and good in the sight of the YHWH Yahweh, that it may be well with him, and that you may go in and possess the good land which the Yahweh swears to your father. Verse 19. You cast out all your enemies from before you, as the Yahweh has spoken. Verse 20. And when your son asks you in time to come, then what means? The covenant and the statute and the judgment which the Yahweh, our Yahweh, has commanded you. Deuteronomy. Chapter 11. Chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse mm-hmm. 7, 17, and 18. And the total thing. So you see, everything is here. All we got to do is study it. Yahweh will come in and sit down and sub with you. But you got to get the story right. You got to be able to. Drawing pictures. Deuteronomy 8, 11, 17, and 18. Come on. Look at Deuteronomy. Chapter 8, verse 11, 17, down to 18. Look at Deuteronomy. Chapter 8, verse number 11, read. Beware that you forget not W.H.O. and not keeping his law and his judgment and his statutes, which I command you this day. Verse 17. And you may. And you say in your mind, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this well. Verse 18. But you shall remember the Yahweh, your Yahweh, for it is he that gives you power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your father, as it is this day. Verse 19. 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 Verse 19.
So you see it? So remember one thing. Whatever you do, understand one thing. Land school banquet hall, you got to roll our sleeves up and, and get it done. If Jacques want to give you power to get well, to establish his covenant. Land school banquet hall. Don't forget about it. Y'all line. Close the table. You want to talk? Come on. All right. I want to thank Yaqua for another day to read his word. Thank you, Yaqua, for opportunity in life to meet the sis where of seed royal. Thank you, Yaqua, to be able to learn and teach my family the word of Yaqua. Thank you, Yaqua, for the elders, the mothers, the brothers and sisters, the teachers, and all the six and nine the captain for bringing the 12 tribes of Israel back together in one accord. Reading the book of Psalm, chapter 87. Again at verse 1 it reads His foundation is In the righteous mountain Verse 2 The Yahweh loveth the gates of Yadadju More than all the dwellings Of Israel Hallelujah Yahweh Hallelujah Yahweh Hallelujah Become humble All everything is called All we got to do is rehearse the righteous act and remember one thing, the covenant of Israel have the covenant until the turn of Yahweh's son. Any anybody that open their mouth now, you know they in hell. I'd like to start with the story about the two hundred and seventy two people on the dock in Alexandria, Virginia in November of eighteen thirty eight. Describe the scene for me, please. Yeah, it's the best way, actually, to bring people into this story. Um, and so if I take you back to November of 1838, and if you were standing there on a wharf uh, near uh, the nation's capital in Alexandria, Virginia, you would have seen them, scores of people being loaded onto a ship, forcibly loaded. There were elderly people, um, husbands and wives, children, um, you would see frantic parents clinging to their children, babies wailing, and these were, as you point out, enslaved people who were being sold down south, uh, far from the people they loved and the world that they knew. And they had been owned and sold by the nation's most prominent Jesuit priests, who happened to be among the largest slaveholders in Maryland. And when times got tough, they did what a lot of people did, which was sell off their assets. And in this instance, um, it happened to be 272 men, women, and children to help save Georgetown, uh, which was the nation's first Catholic institution of higher knowledge, um, higher learning. And, you know, it was something I happened to be black and Catholic myself. I'm a reasonably educated person, um, but I had no idea. And, and when I learned about this, um, I really wanted to tell the story of these families. And what happened to them, you, uh, what amazes me is that you have, and even Georgetown has, I was on their website, uh, contact with all kinds of descendants. So what did they go to Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, that were uh, not that slavery could any, ever be anything but cruel, but the most demanding, over-demanding, labor-intensive, whippings-intensive kind of slavery in the country was going on. 
That's absolutely right. And I hone in on one family in particular um, to bring this uh, the story to life, the Mahoney family. And, and theirs is a powerful story because it runs parallel to the emergence of Catholicism um, in the um, British colonies in the early United States. Um, and so the story starts with a black woman named Anne Joyce, who's the matriarch of the family, who arrives in 1600s, you know, a couple of decades, two decades after the first Catholic priest arrived in Maryland. And she's an indentured servant uh, who's uh, forced into slavery and tells her children and grandchildren a story that they pass on for generations, the story that her freedom was stolen and theirs as well, and that they should all be free people. And as um, she's forced into slavery, several of her descendants are also forced into uh, slavery at the hands of Catholic priests. Um, and, you know, they do all kinds of things. They resist in all kinds of ways to the priests. There are descendants who kill an overseer. Um, but by the time of this sale, um, you know, they have learned to try to accommodate themselves to this brutal institution. Um, Harry Mahoney actually saves the church's wealth in 1812 um, and is promised that his family will be spared any sales, but they are broken apart. And, and the priests know, just what you talked about, that, you know, the regime in the Deep South, in Louisiana, where these folks are headed, is the most brutal regime um, that exists um, in, you know, the slave society that was the United States at the time. And so you have this inherent contradiction where you have these priests who are, you know, trying and saying that they're nurturing the souls of these people, um, trying to make sure they end up in places where they could continue, you know, their Catholicism, even if they're tearing families apart and selling them. I mean, to me, that just sounds like gall and nerve on an exponential basis. That you're trying, that you're trying to save someone's soul, and yet you, as a human being, claim that you own that person. Isn't that totally against all the all the teachings of Jesus? The priests justified slavery.